You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. It's Cinco de Mayo. Does that mean big deal to you, Lars? Nope. So you won't participate in any festivities this afternoon involving, like, you know, one of those big sombreros or a Takati? Well, the, 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 the day is young, so okay. you never know what opportunities are going to avail themselves. Welcome to the Jay Barker Show. Jay's off playing a little golf today. I'm not sure which turn. Is it a charity deal, something like that, where he's yeah. trying to, which he's uh, known to do from time to time. Uh, so you've got Lars and Matt in the AVX studio. You've got Jonathan Thomas and Josh Smith, as always. Now, um, Lars, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, big goings on in D.C. I got some questions about NIL and the Braves won a game. So uh, my plate is full, but you have a very special guest that's going to join us in about 12 minutes. Yeah, Matt Finkus, who uh, former All-American defensive end at Ohio State, 
And then uh, Matt was on the Scottish Claymores uh, when I wrote a book on the Claymores way back when in, in 2000. And, and we'll just recount some of the off-the-field things that happened. And, uh, yeah, uh, you may want to put some earmuffs on uh, your the small children out there. But, um, we yeah, we had such a good time. And it comes up in the context of, of the USFL. And I really want to get Matt's sort of perspective on whether he believes that this incarnation of the USFL can make it uh, in, in, you know, specifically here in Birmingham for at least uh, one, two, perhaps three years uh, of the league. I think so far so good in terms of television ratings uh, and uh, attendance certainly for the Stallions games has been great, but uh, for other games, not so great. But but really, Matt, I, I think the story of the day here locally is Ajayi Hall. And uh, it's a Jai Hall and uh, what uh, he has uh, said about Alabama and specifically Alabama fans. I don't know if we have that clip up and, and ready to go, but uh, uh, let us know uh, down in Tuscaloosa if you do about uh, a Jai Hall, Hall talking about um, his uh, really his, his his love of Texas and his uh, not so much love for uh, Alabama fans. And uh, it's been a kind of a, a fascinating few weeks, <laughs> to say the less, to say the least, about uh, Ajay Hall. And, and uh, you know, uh, he had a great opportunity in the uh, national championship game to really establish himself as uh, the next great uh, uh, Alabama receiver didn't really happen. You know, he, he was targeted eight times in that game, and uh, he only caught two passes. Uh, he did make the most out of those two receptions, got a total of 52 yards. But, um, you know, he, he I, and at that point, we're all kind of thinking, well, you know, uh, he's kind of, he's the first guy off the bench after Jamison Williams had gotten hurt, and he's going to be uh, somebody who's going to be a focal point here of the offense. And uh, for whatever reason, he just couldn't get it done in the national championship game. And, uh, you know, I think throughout the season he was in and out of Coach Saban's doghouse, and uh, he definitely was back in the doghouse uh, this off season, and so we we kind of we we knew he was going to transfer. Uh, you know, he was his name was removed from the roster of the team, uh, and he tweeted out that that was news to him. Uh, and Coach Saban said that uh, uh, Hall had been suspended for a quote violating some team rules, whether they're academic or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Well, the fact that he mentioned academic, I'm guessing it was academic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, a day after uh, Saban's announcement, uh, Hall entered, uh, not surprisingly, the transfer portal, goes to Texas. He's raving about the, the playbook there with Steve Sarkeesian because he was saying it's the same playbook that they have at, at Alabama. But your uh, reaction to the transfer of Ajayi Hall, and again, I didn't even get into what he said about the Alabama fans. Well, he kept being prodded and prodded. First, he was very complimentary, but the longer the interview went on, the more negative he got about Alabama. And, you know, it's in the rearview mirror. I mean, that's what that's what he's likely to say if pressed, and that's what he did. Um, I think he'll end up at Texas, fresh start. He'll probably do very, very well. 
Uh, here, here's kind of my I mean, right. He turn. is in Texas. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, but I'll uh, I'll say this, and maybe I'm going taking a right too, too quickly here. I, I just wonder how how guys like Hall, who are highly recruited, and, and then there they are, like two on the depth chart, and boom, here comes Jameson Williams. Boom, here comes Burton from Georgia. I mean, I personally think NIL really is unfair to guys, particularly seniors, who've been busting it for years and years and years. They're at the top of the depth chart, and then here comes Eli Ricks. Yeah. I mean, that, I'm sorry. I don't care. If you're all in like Saban wants you to be, and I get that. You know, you're all in. You do whatever you can. You're a team guy. You're a team guy. But, you know, if, if you've been busting it, and finally it's your opportunity, somebody says, oh, oh well, um, look, this guy from Pittsburgh's coming in. Which, by the way, that guy's Addison is – Going with Bryce Young out on the West Coast. So, you know, and what about those young, like Law and the other freshmen that are just coming in? They're thinking, all right, I'm going to pull. Oh, God. Now they've got two. Um, I personally think that that has something to do with people getting into the transfer portal. I, I think the issues probably run deeper th- than that. And, uh, you know, I, I think he was, uh, he fell out of favor with Coach Saban, uh, last year a little bit and, uh, obviously did the right things to get back in place and, and then had a, a lot of opportunity in the national championship game for whatever reason. It didn't work out. Um, but, uh, I, I just, you know, when, when, when you do, when Nick Saban gives you chance after chance after chance, and he's a big believer in second chances, third chances, I am too, no matter what. Yes, uh, I I always want to give somebody uh, a second chance as long as they're sh- willing to show that they deserve that second chance, and they've done the work that they needed to do to uh, again uh, display to the, your superiors or his or her superiors that uh, they warrant a second chance. And uh, I think Hall did that uh, originally, but uh, for I don't know what happened uh, during the offseason here, but he, he clearly had angered Nick Saban, and I think Saban made it clear to him that, uh, well, he did make it clear when he took his name off the roster. Once your name's off the roster, you're done. Um. I mean, we talked about it. Yeah, and he, and, uh, Hall, didn't he enter the transfer? Pardon my interruption. Didn't he enter the transfer portal like sometime? Right. Like, maybe even during the season, the year before, uh, at the end of 2021. And and I, I will say this. Uh, Hall is not really a, a great example for what I'm talking about on putting pressure on guys that deserve it uh, because his, his circumstances are extenuating. It, it's beyond that. But I, I do think that that probably weighs in in cases, maybe not necessarily this one, but certainly others that I've viewed. Yeah, and, um, I, you know, I, I, I think that uh, Texas could be a really good fit for him. Again, he knows the playbook. Uh, he has a really good relationship with Sarkeesian, and Sarkeesian needs players desperately because uh, that fan base is not going to tolerate another 5-7 and seven record, uh, another... <laughs> losing to Kansas, the worst program in the United States, uh, at home. Uh, So Sark not off to the greatest start in uh, Austin, and uh, maybe Hall can help him turn around. I know he's gotten a bunch of other uh, young players, either through recruiting or the transfer portal. Uh, I personally am rooting for Sark. I I like him very much, and uh, I I hope he can turn it around. Well, it's a tough place. 
and there's a lot of pressure. There's also a lot of money. There's also a lot of support. And they have the heritage where you should be able to recruit just like Alabama does, don't and you think? And apparently it's light blue day in our studio. Well, yours is more of a teal and mine is more of a light blue. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just noticed that on our stream. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm supposed to take a logo I'm, after a, you after are, a weekend, a couple of, couple of weekends ago. So. Uh, a friend of mine texted me this morning and said that I should uh, write a book on all the crazy Talladega stories. But you know what? No, from the last like 20 years. Um, but uh, one, I don't think that's a national book. And, and two, exactly. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm over writing about NASCAR after doing it for so oh, yeah. long. You were the kind of, by the way, call it the NASCAR beat writer for SI. Speaking of NASCAR. What about like this? The, the chase is on to find these two fugitives. This is a movie waiting to happen here yeah, but, um, in the state of Alabama. Rain Wilson, is that the guy's name from The Office? Yeah. Uh, he took a snap photo with two of the girls from The Office and said, here, here are your Vicky White characters. So I, it's I, I national. Do, I do There's want, a website now involving it. There's a thread yeah, to no, follow. It's like I, I, want, I, I need to get going like on the book right now so yeah. I can try to get film rights. I mean, this is, this, is, this is a Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing. Maybe. I mean, exactly hopefully, hopefully I it won't be that bad, no, right? Not, but not at all. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's a pretty incredible story. And uh, I, I do want to circle back to that at some point in the show. But we have Matt Fink is going to join us here in a few minutes. Yeah, because uh, there is a great question here for your ethics class. Boom. Boom. Uh, <laughs> that won't come up next segment, perhaps later in the show, but... Matt Finkus is coming up, and then bottom of the hour, we got Chris Walsh. Always enjoy our time with him. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A summer-like afternoon, partly sunny with only a small chance of a shower through the evening hours. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 67. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Showers and thunderstorms are likely. Storms could be strong to severe. The high, 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Back at the Jay Barker Show, Matt Coulter and Lars with you, and special guest, Lars. Matt Pincus uh, now joins us from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Matt uh, works in media. Uh, sorry, are we still? I, I couldn't hear that. Um, okay, so we're still efforting to get Matt Pincus, but Matt, uh, uh, former All-American defensive end at uh, Ohio State, uh, now does a lot of pregame, postgame work for the for the Buckeyes, while also having a, a real job in uh, in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, want to talk to him about uh, NFL. Sorry, we're going to talk a little bit about his experience in NFL Europe, and then also what he thinks about uh, how the USFL is going. And also, very interestingly, uh, his roommates at Ohio State have done quite well for themselves. One, his name is Luke Fickle. 
Alabama fans know a little bit about Luke Fickle. Uh, best probably, <laughs> I think he won uh, multiple college football coaching awards last year. And his other roommate was Matt Vrabel. Uh, Matt Vrabel has done pretty well uh, as the head coach of the Titans. And after a long career with uh, the Patriots, uh, Vrabel uh, led the Titans to the top record in the AFC last year. And, um, and uh, of course, the, the Bengals beat him in the first round of the playoffs. But um, it's pretty pretty interesting how, how Matt was, uh, again, roommates with them. But uh, why don't I just start with you, Matt Coulter, uh, okay, no, we, we no, have, let's start right. with the other Matt. All right, we'll start with Matt, uh, Matt Finkus. Matt, I, I've already gone through uh, the, the the long introduction of the, the all of the the list of accomplishments in, in your career. Uh, how you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good, guys. How you guys doing? Great. We're doing good. We're doing good. And, uh, okay, so first thing I wanted to ask you about was just your impression of the USFL, its most recent incarnation. Don't know how much you've had a chance to, to watch the games. Um, and I, I've told our listeners about, uh, you know, you and I spending time, uh, me as a writer, you as a player, obviously, in NFL Europe. And, and how the level of competition compares to NFL Europe. Uh, just your uh, assessment, again, of the USFL. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a couple of the games. I think it's pretty comparable, and uh, and I don't know, um, you know, what the XFL is going to look like a little bit later. But, I mean, I think that the, the NFL has needed a developmental league for a long time. Um, I thought the, US, or the NFL Europe was a good thing when it was there. I mean, if you look at it, especially – the skill positions that came out of there. I mean, you had guys like Jake DeLome and um, a lot of the quarterbacks and wide receivers that, that were able to come out of there um, and, and make and, and spend some time there and develop skills to then be successful in the NFL where, you know, for a lot of years you've had guys that are just kind of thrust in there, um, not prepared, that have really probably short careers in the long run. NFL because they just haven't had that experience, haven't had the chance to develop those skills that they need to make that going college to the NFL. So, you know, I think this is going to be a good thing. You know, all the development leagues, I think, are going to be a positive thing. It's great for fans to be able to experience and watch, you know, football in the spring. But I think more than anything, you're going to see guys be able to prolong their careers in the NFL if they're able to make it there and still be able to just get a chance to play and make money um, with these developmental leagues. Um, Matt, uh, going back to NFL Europe, and I, I was telling our listeners a, a, a few kind of off-the-field stories that I uh, experienced while living in Glasgow. Now, you actually went there two years in a row, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what, what, what was some of your favorite memories of just being in Glasgow, being with the team? And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of sort of funny juxtapositions, right, going on. <laughs> you have guys who have, like, literally never been, uh, you know, out of the state of Louisiana. And all of a sudden they're thrust into living in Glasgow. Uh, what, uh, what, what do you remember as just some of the fun off the field uh, experiences you had? Yeah, I mean, I think that it, it actually was more of like almost a college environment um, because, you know, in the NFL, when you get the NFL, um, you know, you, you're you're with – it's your job. I mean, you know, guys went home to their families. I mean, guys are married, had kids went home to families. Um, in college, you know, you're, you're more of a, 
uh, you know, that is your family, the team that you play with. So when you're playing in NFL Europe, you know, you're there with 45 other guys that just are there with, you know, with each other, and that's pretty much it. So um, it, it was interesting. I mean, I'm, I love to travel, so it was good for me. But, you know, see some guys that never had that experience, never would have that experience. Now, I mean, I think we were lucky in, in being in Glasgow that, you know, the natives spoke call out some form of English. It wasn't really, you know, English as you and I would. would <laughs> yeah, <about> right. <laughs> but, um, but, you know. It might have finally just dropped. Because it was close <laughs> many times. But, uh, uh, yeah, Matt, unfortunately. Oh, okay, keep, keep going, Matt. We, we lost you for a second. And we may have lost him again. Is he yeah. in Ohio? Uh, I think he is in Columbus somewhere. He's either that or in you know, some... That oh, there we go. Big culture shock, guys, too. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, you got me, guys? Yeah. Sounds okay now. <laughs> you got me? Uh, you guys now? Yeah, we 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 barely got you. We may have to try to call you back on a on a different line. Yeah, That's um, pretty, yeah. but it was it was it was pretty funny that uh, Matt mentioned how uh, we that everyone was lucky on the team that they lived in a country where where they spoke a form of English. If you've been in Glasgow, it is so hard to understand them. Uh, I'd almost rather be in France and, and, uh, okay, we got, we got Matt Finkus back up. Um, okay. So, uh, we missed out on uh, quite a bit of, of what you just said there, but, uh, yeah, favorite road trips. I heard you mis- mention Amsterdam, uh, Barcelona had to be a favorite road trip. What, uh, where'd you like to go the best? Yeah. I mean, well, I like to go to Germany just cause that's where my family was from. So, I mean, it was, you know, great food, like, you know, just, just being around those kind of people. I, I really enjoyed that. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a great experience, a great cultural experience. I think for a lot of guys who had never been out of the country, you know, some guys never, you know, really traveled at all other than go to, to away games for their college. So, um, you know, that, that was a lot of fun, a great experience. I think it was just hard, but you know, the NFL has made such big inroads, especially in England of trying to get games there. And, you know, with the, the popularity of American football in Germany, you know, there's a lot of things now that were going on that, that weren't able to be going on back then, just with streaming services and being able to see the games that, that I think that it really would benefit, you know, guys playing the game now. And, uh, Matt, I know you remember this, but after, I think it was win or, win or lose, uh, essentially half the team would go to this piano bar in Glasgow, like once everybody got back uh, into town. And uh, Bye Bye American Pie was the song that everybody would sing together. <laughs> but, no, but but I'm serious. But, but, but just uh, it, it seemed to me as, as a writer, right, just sort of sitting in the back and, and then – I kind of wasn't sitting in the back. I was hanging out with you and Willie Tate quite a bit. Uh, just yeah. what was that like? Just as a as a bonding experience, where you know after a game, like again, half the team goes to a, a pub and you're singing songs together. Yeah, I mean, again, I think that it was, it, you know, it was a lot like college in, in the fact that you know that was your family while you were traveling abroad. I mean, that was your family during during the season with the guys on the team. You know, you, you weren't going home to your 
to your wife and kids. You weren't going home, you know, to, to your apartment or to your house after a game or after practice. Uh, you know, the guys on your team are who you spent the most time with. So, I mean, it, it, it was a – I mean, I still keep in touch with a lot of those guys that, that I played with, both, you know, guys from the U.S. and, you know, even guys like Scotty Cooper and Emmett Zatelli and, and guys that were native, uh, you know, Scottish guys that are still living over there. I mean, I still keep in contact with them. So, um, you know, it, it, it was a really cool experience. I, you know, I, I wish more guys got the chance to do that. I mean, but I, I get the, the draw of having these developmental leagues here financially in, in America. But, I mean, I, I thought it was a great experience. Okay, so your college roommates were, uh, two of them were, Luke Fickle and, uh, and, and Mike Vrabel. When the three of you guys get back together, do you just do you slip back into your old sort of college roles? I mean, I imagine you're, you're a pretty uh, opinionated guy, very very smart, very very smart. Like, but but do you uh, you know like kind of tell them what to do, or how does that how does that all work? No, I don't tell them what to do. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, it's so hard <laughs> to get together with those guys. Their schedules are so. Um, so hard. I mean, even when we go down to Cincy games, you know, a lot of times you don't even see Luke. I mean, you'll, you'll see his wife, Amy. Um, you know, going down to Tennessee games, you see Mike on the field, you know, pregame. So, I mean, it, it's difficult when you when you see those guys just because their lives have changed so much. They're so busy in what they do. Obviously, Luke's got six kids, um, you know, so just kind of keeping track of all of those. So, it, it, we, we rarely get a chance. Um, you know, to just kind of be together and be out. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, once or twice a year, maybe, or maybe once every two years, um, you know, it's been so hard with COVID too. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, th- those, uh, those things happen so rarely nowadays just because everyone's lives and schedules are so different. Um, but it is nice. I mean, you know, you see guys from, from college and, and we tried to do that at Ohio State, just, uh, trying to have like a monthly gathering of guys that come back and get together and, and just can, can grab coffee in the mornings and hang out. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know, after a while, everyone just kind of, kind of, you know, you, you talk about your family, you talk about what, what life's like now. And, and Matt, I, I have to give you credit because uh, you told us on this show, and there was a lot of snickering after while you said this, that uh, Jamison Williams wouldn't uh, be a starter at Ohio State, and that's why he left. And uh, <laughs> turns out, ter- turns out he was the most important player at Alabama. But then in the draft, what happens? The two Ohio yeah. State receivers go right, right in front of him, and uh, I just that that wider the depth of that yeah. wide receiver room is just un- unreal well the, the recruiting that was going on there with uh i mean even i mean i think zach smith actually brought uh brought two of those guys in um and then you know what brian hartline's been able to do of creating a pipeline of guys that come to ohio state and you mean right now like our, our, our right receiver room i mean the guys with, the guy with the most catches last year is still there and you had two first round draft picks uh you know the top 10 and the guy that had the most receptions at Ohio State is still out of Ohio State. And you got Marvin Harrison Jr. there who's I mean if he's a quarter of what his dad was is probably a pretty good wide receiver. So um you know a lot of credit to, to what those guys have been able to do as far as bringing in talent, developing that talent and getting those guys to come in. I mean obviously Jamison Williams incredible talent, but I think that he kind of saw the writing on the wall of what it, you know what was at Ohio State at the time and you know made a great move going to Alabama and, and, and able to to showcase himself there, but uh, but just one of those unique situations where you've had two really really good players, 
And uh, finally, Matt, can you just give us a, a, a real quick overview of Ohio State football heading into this upcoming season? You know, C.J. Stroud, I think he's going to compete uh, uh, to be perhaps the top overall pick in the draft at quarterback and, and, and so many others returning. But uh, just give us a sense of what this Ohio State team kind of looks like right now. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, I think a lot of people are really optimistic about the team, and I think I am as well. When you look at just the raw talent coming back with C.J. Stroud, with the wide receiver core that I just mentioned, you got Travion Henderson coming back as well, and an outstanding freshman running back last year. I think when you look at uh, the changes they made, bringing Justin Fry in uh, on the offensive line to be the coach there, uh, really, you know, I mean, you got to credit Ryan Day where he saw deficiencies as far as the coaching staff, offensive line, and defense, he went out and made changes. So, you know, he brings Justin Fry in to coach the offensive line. You know, you go to Oklahoma State and you bring in Knowles to, to, to revamp the defense. And I think that, that it was encouraging to see how fast those guys picked up on the style and the, and the scheme of what Knowles brought to them. I mean, the talent has always been there for Ohio State. I mean, that, that's no secret. But I think that, that the scheme the last couple of years just didn't fit. And, and maybe just didn't accentuate the, the abilities of what those guys can do, where I think that Knowles has come in and really assessed that and made a difference. So, I mean, we're going to be a contender this year, just like every year. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, Notre Dame is going to be a test. Marcus is a great coach, you know, has had a lot of success. I think he, he brings a lot of passion to that program at Notre Dame. So starting off the season with them right off the bat is going to be a test for Ohio State. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what Harbaugh is able to do up north and, and what they're going to be able to – how they're going to be able to answer the bell after finally having a season of, of what met, you know, a lot of their alumni's expectations. Can you can you put two in a row together? Um, and then you you always have the contenders. You always have Wisconsin and Iowa that play tough. You know, it's not complicated what they do, but they play really hard smash-mouth football. we got to play both those teams this year as well. And then – as you see, if Penn State was ever able to put some development together, I mean, talent-wise, they, they get more guys drafted. I think they had eight guys drafted again this year off of a five-and-five five team or whatever it was, six-and-six. Six. Um, you know, if, they're able to, if Franklin's ever able to put that team together, you know, with the talent that they continue to get, um, th- there's going to be a lot of tests. But I think Ohio State has a lot of the, the things that they need in front of them and the, the deficiencies that they had last year, I think that they really addressed. So it should be exciting season for the Buckeyes. Yeah, I think Ohio State's going to be just right there, right there. And uh, what a great job Ryan Day has done, Matt Coulter. Yeah, he really has. Hey, Matty, we're out of time, man. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Matt. Absolutely, guys. Anytime, man, anytime. Hey, are you calling us from a uh, uh, an island? Because that's usually where you are this time of year. <laughs> um, we just got back from Cabo, but we're actually in the car on the way down to the Derby right now. What a lie. Seriously, I, I, I tell him this all the time. I want his life. I want his life. Or at I least mean, just I mean, been in that dorm. Book deals to have my life. I mean, it's not that bad. travel. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Tell, 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 tell the better half hello. Yep. <laughs> Chris Walsh, Bama Central, is next.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Back on the Jay Barker Show with Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. Jay playing a little golf today. Good for him. Meanwhile, we are joined by Bama Central's Chris Walsh. Chris, it's Matt and Lars here in Birmingham. How are you in T-Town? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. We're doing good. Doing good. Um, I think the the story of the day, right, is uh, Jai Hall and uh, some comments that he made about Alabama's fans and uh, now that he's at Texas. Um uh, Chris, if we could just reflect back for a second on Ajayi Hall and uh, his career at Alabama. I, I, I forgot until I looked it up that he was uh, targeted eight times in the national championship game after uh, uh, Jamison Williams uh, went out. And, uh, you know, he caught two for 52. But then it seemed like uh, he fell in Nick Saban's doghouse. His name was removed from the roster. Uh, next day, he basically enters the transfer portal. Uh, can you just uh, – so that's an overview, right? But but can you dig a little deeper and just tell us kind of what you know about Ajayi Hall and, and, uh, and, and frankly, why what, – what happened? Well, I know there's a, there was a suspension involved. Um, and it's – you know, it's, it's the kind of thing that I, I can speculate a little bit, but I really can't go into many details because trying to confirm some of the things hasn't been uh, the easiest. But it's not like one day all of a sudden he was in the dock. It's it's that that's far from um, far from the truth. And um, you know, with Nick, you can especially see certain signs of when a player is getting pretty close to um, you know the exit door. And a lot of times, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, <laughs> I don't know how, how else to put it other than that, but, um, yeah. you know, it, obviously there was some frustration there because he thought he was better than he was, to be honest. And Nick is very much a, um, you know, show me what you can do and prove it kind of thing. And you have to do certain things to do it on this team. And he wasn't really willing to do it. And, you know, he got opportunities. I, I, like you said, he got targeted eight times in the national championship. Um, now, granted, some of those had to do with the pressure, but some of them also had to do with uh, he and Bryce weren't exactly on the same page. I don't think there's any way that you can look at that game and say that th- that he was. And you know, the timing um, and timing is crucial in the, in that offense. And you got to put in the work. You got to put in the reps. You got to get it down with a quarterback. And that obviously wasn't happening. Will he do well? He claims in this article that man, he's now at part of Alabama's in Austin because of Sark. 
Oh, yeah, I, you know. Sometimes fresh starts do a lot of things. Yeah, and Sark is a heck of a coach, and you know he's he's very player friendly. Uh, I like you said, fresh starts can be a really really good thing. Texas has got a lot of talent, um, and let's be honest, it's easier playing in the conference that they're in than the SEC. Yeah, I I think he's gonna do he's gonna do fine. Uh, Chris, so in, in a lot of ways, Alabama's almost become wide receiver U with all the guys that they have had drafted uh, <laughs> in, in the first round just in the last uh, few years. I mean, just I mean, look in this last last draft, Jamison Williams, and you had Mechie go, and and um, but uh, what what is that position group going to look like? And also, I, I'm assuming that uh, the string of number one uh, or first-round draft picks of wide receivers is going to come to an end uh, after this upcoming season? Oh, I, I, wouldn't, I would not bet on that. I would not risk your money on, on saying that Alabama isn't going to have a standout well, receiver. I am a question's horrible gambler. Gonna, but, yeah, yeah. I, the, <laughs> the question is going to be, I mean, well, okay, first off, you're gonna. Who's gonna be Bryce Young's go-to guy? I think that's the first question. And you know, since since you already used the analogy, my money would be on Jermaine Burton. I, I think uh, this is a guy who you, you can kind of see it during a day. These guys are already beginning to develop, um, a, a, you know, a relationship, work well together, and and you know, he he had that guy last year on John Menchie. You know, it's he was the third down guy. They, you know, the, the situations like we got to have a catcher. Who's going to be the guy that I trust to throw the ball to? Um, I, I think it's going to be Jermaine Burton. I, I think Jacoby Brooks is going to be really good, but it it it's just there's just something away about the, that Burton plays, and he's got that experience factor. He knows what to do in key situations. Uh, I, I think that's going to play out. the The other guy I think that we we have to turn our attention to now, even though we haven't even seen him yet, is uh, Tyler Harrell, uh, the speedster out of Louisville. Another guy with experience, but you know we we've seen it with Rugs, we've seen it with uh, Jamison Williams, we've seen it with Jalen Waddle. Alabama knows how to use these speed guys probably better than anybody, and they're going to find ways to get him the ball. And when you have that, um, you know, it's when you, when you have that guy who's a burner, you know, you can throw it to him short, and, and it, you know maybe he can break it, but also as a deep threat, that's gonna that's huge. So it. It's going to be interesting to see how this kind of plays out and how they all work together. But those are the three guys that I'm looking at primarily. And I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility that they might still add another guy if the right guy falls in their lap. And that's my next question. After this break, Bama Central's Chris Walsh is with us on the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A summer-like afternoon, partly sunny with only a small chance of a shower through the evening hours. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 67. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Showers and thunderstorms are likely. Storms could be strong to severe. The high, 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Where they ran into a great big 
You think it's coincidence our producers are just sharp enough to play a little something that relates to the to the run of the whites out of Lauderdale County? I don't know. Chris is probably keeping up with that, but I'm not going to go into that. The whole world's doing that. Anyway, uh, back on the Jay Barker Show with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, Bama Central's Chris Walsh is with us as well. We're going to the break. We're talking about wide receivers at Alabama. Uh, Burton transfers from Georgia, and it looks like he is going to be a mainstay and a target of Bryce. Uh, but today, this morning, I was reading that this Jordan Addison, who's been in the portal, and he's been talking to, what, USC mainly and maybe Texas. But now suddenly the, the Athletic is reporting, Chris, that he has been uh, – tossing the old pigskin around with Bryce out in California. Now, you said Alabama was going to be picking up one more, perhaps. Is that where you were going? Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't bet on it. Once again, we're going back to that analogy. Um, you know, this is, especially considering the circumstances with him when you've got, you know, it's there was talk he was, he, he was going to USC and, they kind of forgot the whole, oh, we have to enter the transfer portal thing, um, detail. Um, if he doesn't go to USC, I'll be, I'll be surprised. But, you know, the fact that he's throwing for Bryce, A, that's not that unusual. I mean, Bryce is, if Bryce, you know, Bryce goes home, he's got to have someone to throw with. And, you know, it's with, uh, name, image, and likeness and stuff. You've got, you know, players working with agents and so forth. Hey, can you help a guy out? Yeah, sure. You know, it, 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 there's all sorts of stuff that, that could be going on there. But um, the fact that they are throwing, uh, that they are working together, can't, obviously can't can hurt. And, um, you know, I mean, it's the lure of playing for Alabama has got to be uh, pretty great right now. You know, it's, it's especially for the wide receiver positions, like, like Lars mentioned, all the guys have gone high up in the draft, especially the last couple of years. Uh, we were talking about it earlier this week. Uh, Saban's had, um, I think it's 11 wide receivers who have been selected in the draft, and eight of them have gone in the first round, which is just unbelievable. So uh, it is. I wouldn't completely. Yep. Yeah, it's that's that's a jaw dropper. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wouldn't completely rule it out until he says I'm going to USC, but um, I think that's where he's going to end up. So. It appears, uh, just from what you're saying and uh, just from other things that I've, I've read, uh, it looks like uh, it, it, if Alabama goes three wide with three 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 wide receivers, uh, it's, it'll be Jermaine Burton, if, it, if the season opener were today, Jermaine Burton, Ja'Cory Brooks, JoJo Earl in the slot. Is that is that kind of how you see it right now? Um, without having seen... The transfer from Louisville yet, um, Tyler Harrell. That's my guess. That's if if, if they were going to yeah, play okay. today. So that, that was that was actually that was going to be my next question. So Tyler Harrell, he he would be a slot guy, right? Uh, along with, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. But uh, my my question was going to be. Uh, who would be that fourth wide receiver? Would it be Christian Leary, uh, Holden, or would it be Harrell? And could Harrell then perhaps, you know, get some uh, snaps, uh, get some run with the with the first string? Um, my guess would be the second unit. Um, yeah, you got to start. I, I I think Christian Leary would would definitely be one of the guys. I think he'd probably be on the outside, um, and then. Um, 
uh, I shoot, I don't have it in front of me, but it's, um, I want to say it's, um, Holden and Earl would probably be the next two guys, uh, that I, I think would get the most, uh, time and reps, but you know, it's, we're in May. A lot of things can change and yeah. you know, these guys are going to be working all during the summer. So things might, it's pretty, things might get adjusted. And, and Chris, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. I've seen some mock drafts already for 2023 yeah. and they have J- Jameer Gibbs going in the first round. I mean, uh, uh, wow. of course, along with uh, with Bryce and and Will Anderson, but uh, boy, there's a lot of respect among NFL scouts about what Gibbs is capable of. Yeah, I mean, I know they're Thank re- you, they're, re- they're really really excited. Hey, hey about let me it. let me interrupt, Chris. I'm going to need yeah. need to interrupt because you know you know time is precious and uh, we're out of it for this <laughs> hour. But I think you're going to hang around. And I appreciate that. Uh, Bama Central's Chris Walsh is a guest on the Jay Barker Show. There's Lars, there's Matt, and there's you listening and watching. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
800-242-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. It's delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Jay Barker Show with Lars, Matt, and our guest from Alabama Central is Chris Walsh. Chris, uh, we're going to dive into a couple more topics here, but first, tell everybody how they can follow you and your staff. Bama Central, we are your Sports Illustrated home for all things Crimson Tide. We're part of the Fan Nation Network and um, incredibly proud to be part of that group associated with them. But um, we have got a feature on Kaylee Tao from the softball team as our cover story today. We've got news of an Alabama player leaving the program, putting his name into the transfer portal in football. And um, we've taken a look at uh, baseball the last couple of days. Uh, Joey Blackwell, our b-ball writer, has, um, uh, we've got a video up about what does Alabama need to do to finish the season strong and make the NCAA tournament. But um, he also did a feature yesterday on Grayson Hitt and how he's doing so well as a sophomore pitcher for the Crimson Tide. He does a really good job. Hey, uh, I almost called you Jay, uh, Chris, uh, because I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a journalism nerd. Uh, you mentioned Fan Nation. Now, Fan Nation is a part of Sports Illustrated, correct? Like I, I'm trying yeah, to figure it, out uh, this uh, amalgamation of uh, who all's together here. Yeah, Fan Nation was actually something that Sports Illustrated tried to do years ago, and it's kind of where they try to add team sites and so forth. And they tried it. It didn't really work that well. They kind of let it uh, go on its own way. Well, um, a couple years ago, the entity that is known as Maven, now known as the Arena Group, uh, got the digital rights to Sports Illustrated, and already the platform for – for Maven at that point, um, already had a, a, a number of affiliation agreements, and we we have one of those agreements. So just to let everyone know, it um, I am the publisher, I own the site, but we're affiliated with Sports Illustrated, which is different from a lot of these other networks where you have the uh, the team sites are actually owned by the larger entity. So we're independent, um, which means that we can do actually quite you know a lot more on team coverage, like we cover baseball and softball and gymnastics for the Crimson Tide where none of these other sites do. So it's, they revive the, the, the branding, if you will, for fan nation. And so all the team sites are now considered fan nation. And I think there's like 120 approximately in the major sports. Um, uh, you know, we have, uh, we've got a, a team site for every single NFL team, we're growing on Major League Baseball, NBA, and NHL right now. We've got soccer sites, really good ones too. Uh, and so, so everyone's based where, you know, the teams are, which is also different from some of these other sites. But, uh, that's the, the short version of it. It's, it's, we're Bama Central, we're local, but we are affiliated with Sports Illustrated. Moving to Houston, Texas, where Jimbo Fisher was the featured guest speaker at the Houston Touchdown Club. Here's one of the quotes that they lead this particular article with. 
I'll say this. We're tough. We're hard. And ain't cheating. And cheating ain't something I'm going to do. I don't believe in it. Never have done it. And ain't going to do. Now, the reports of $30 million that they used in NIL. Okay. I guess we set that aside because we totally believe Jumbo. Uh, but he did go on to say that he thinks that there needs to be rules and guidelines. And I don't know if, if this is the cot, the, the, the pot calling the kettle black or not, but, uh, he emphasizes that the NIL needs rules and guidelines. What, what, just, just do a little dive on Jimbo Fisher and his history with the NIL. Well, it's, you're talking about a situation where you've got a school which has resources that a lot of other schools don't have. And by resources, I'm talking about oil, of course. So Texas and Texas A&M love the idea that they can get into best, basically spending wars with anyone else in college football because they're going to win a lot of them. Uh, so that right there by itself is upsetting the balance in – in college football, it's it's you know no longer based on the things that have been, that they've been based on. So uh, when Jimbo says we're not cheating, we're not cheating. He's right. I mean, there's no rules that anymore to to say you can't do this or this or this. So pretty much anything goes. And and they they were very very quick to recognize it and have taken advantage of it. Then they had this monster uh, recruiting classes here. Uh, Save it has always kind of been. Um, one of those coaches who says, you know, if, if your hand's out now, what's going to be, you know, next, you know, it's, it's, are we going to be going back to this well over and over and over again? And are you really focused on what's that, you know, it, it, in your best interest? And that's, be, you know, being a better player, being a team player and so forth uh, down the line. Now that's obviously changing a bit, you know, because um, the NCAA is completely falling apart. And I'm really kind of curious to see if the NCAA is going to be even existing in a couple of years. It will in some form, but um, I don't think it's going to be like it is right now. Yeah, they can't keep going on like the way it is right now, but they don't have the the, the agreements and uh, the uniformity and in, in opinion on how to proceed to fix it, and that's going to stall things. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think – Boy, that was a really articulate way to begin a sentence. I mean, I think. Uh, <laughs> sorry. No, please, uh, Lars. Man, Lars, I, don't, I, just, don't I, I hate it. I hate it when I like I, when I self-edit myself and I realize just how horrible I sound. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, okay. Now I just knocked myself uh, out of my line of logic and that's here. That's on me. Um, no, it's on me. Um, uh, all right. I, I think, uh, Chris, that we all can agree that tampering to some level uh, exists. And it, I think it's existed for a long time, but now it just it is more blatant. Uh, and uh, by tampering, I mean uh, boosters of the school. Uh, I'm not saying coaches necessarily, but, but people who uh, have significant amount of money and say you're the, the head coach of Washington University, and they know this uh, particular booster knows that you're recruiting a kid that uh, USC is desperate, desperate after, well, that booster would be able to communicate somehow to that kid, hey, uh, whatever USC offers you, uh, I'll give you double. And, uh, okay, so that, I think that's where we are right now. 
Honestly, I, I, I really do. And, and I think the only way that this can be resolved, uh, and I hate to say this, and I, I know uh, people in Alabama won't necessarily want to hear this, but is by the federal government. And it's by Congress acting uh, and, and, and trying to set some national guidelines and national guardrails for what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. But, I mean, what, what do you – I mean, that, and that's just an opinion. What is the way out of this mess? Again, if you, uh, if you stipulate with me that there is tampering going on, what is the way out of this mess, the best and easiest way? Oh, boy. Um, well, I think you put your finger on what would be the easiest way. But let's face it, um, they got some they got some big time problems going on in, in, in D.C. right now that uh, they probably need to be a little bit more focused on. But um, <laughs> eesh, let's let's not go there. Um, it, it's going to take uh, the next thing I think that, that we're going to be looking for. Uh, I think he, uh, the SEC commissioner and the Pac-12 commissioner are heading, uh, are about to head to DC. And I think they're part of the reason why they're going is they want to, uh, test the waters if you a little bit and, and see where, where Congress is. Because, uh, I, I think everyone in Congress is probably in agreement. There are things that are wrong that are things that, that need to be done. Trying to get legislative help right now, um, on anything is probably just is, is it's probably impossible, um, and you know maybe that'll change when the next next election. I don't know. You know, it's it's that's we could do a show a day for the rest of the, the rest of the month and still not get everything. Talk about everything if we went down that avenue. So um, no, it's like Matt and I, Matt and I were just talking. Like we we are tired of talking to NIL, but it's so freaking important. We have to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and we you know, can't like we, corral it. Nobody can corral it. <laughs> yeah. And, ahead, you know, Chris. we put we post things all the time on NIL. And one of the great advantages of having Sports Illustrated as a partner is, I mean, we've got probably the two best college football writers in the country or two of the, of the top five, at least um, Pat Forty and, and Ross Dellinger. And Ross's wife actually is a um Capitol Hill reporter, Washington, D.C. reporter. She's with, um, I think she just switched to the Hill, but she was with Newsweek before. Um, so he has a really good um, working relationship with, with a lot of the key players up there. And so, I, honestly, I read his stuff, like, nonstop whenever he writes anything about it because he knows better than anybody what's going on. And uh, Ross was actually at a wedding um, in town last month and we talked for a little bit, uh, great guy, by the way, just uh, terrific. And, and his wife's really neat too, but it's the vibe that I guess everything that I'm reading from him and I'm kind of hearing behind the scenes is, uh, nothing is imminent. And think he's going to be talking Monday, uh, in Birmingham as part of the, uh, Associated Press Sports Editors Conference. And I'm sure he's going to be talking NIL probably half the time and the direction that they've got to go in, that to me is going to be, if he's going to send a, send, you know, something up the flagpole, he's going to do it on Monday, I think. And if not, then he's setting himself up for the start of SEC media days. That's traditionally where the SEC commissioner will make their, their kind of statement for the year, if you will, of what's coming up. There's also the spring meetings in, in the end of May. Um, 
I'm I'm watching him. I want to see what he wants, what the direction that he wants to go. Because let's face it, this is the most powerful conference. I mean, no disrespect to the Big Ten, it's 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 an incredible conference, and they've got a wonderful TV contract and all that. But the SEC is the one that's really going to be driving the bus, I think. And if the SEC starts signaling it's time for a change, that could be the first big domino to go. Chris Walsh, our guest on the Jay Barker Show. I have a question on the other side of this break. Uh, More uh, involving the portal and the players that are on current rosters. And then they look up and go, who's that guy? What kind of effect is Chris will Chris will discuss that on the other side of this break. This is the Jay Barker show. You're listening to the Jay Barker show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A summer-like afternoon, partly sunny with only a small chance of a shower through the evening hours. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 67. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Showers and thunderstorms are likely. Storms could be strong to severe. The high, 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Maybe we ought to get Jonathan to dig into the Santana farm for this day. The fifth of May. Welcome back to the program. Jay Barker Show. There's Lars. There's Matt. Also joining us from Bama Central is Chris Walsh. Which Walsh. song in particular? Uh, I don't know. Black Magic Woman, maybe. Oh, oh I got one for you. All right. I'll well, give it to you in a second. I know you have a I question. I saw him. Live at the Oak Mountain Amphitheater many, many years ago, and Buddy got me tickets. I was two rows off the left monitors, speakers, so close I could have thrown a guitar pick and hit him. By the way, he's pretty good. I just thought I'd let y'all know. Hey, Chris. I, okay, I, I'll say really quick. Chris, your thoughts Ma- on Santana. Maria, Maria. Oh, gosh. I love that song. He had the most incredible backup band I think I've ever seen. And so okay, Chris, uh, you're a big music guy. Santana. Uh, he rocks. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does. Uh, I've never seen him. Right, I'd love uh, to ba- see him. Uh, he puts on a show. I mean, he he really really does. Uh, and you know, you can just tell he cares, man. He wants he wants people to enjoy what he's doing, and they have been for decades. Okay, uh, let's say you're, uh, let's pull one off here. You're Christian Leary, although his speed will get him on the field anywhere. Um, you're Christian Leary. You're lined up to uh, start as a position, a wide receiver, the University of Alabama. Chances are every year you have a shot at a national championship. Boom, here comes Jermaine Burton. Or boom, like last year, here comes Jamison Williams. Um and this particular wide receiver has been busting it. He's playing Nick Saban's game. He is all in. And then suddenly this guy comes in, and he's probably going to see his playing time cut in half. Uh, there's nothing fair about that, but I, then again, I don't know what to do about 
Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought this up because this is kind of one of the things I was going to mention earlier in that the balancing act that Nick Saban has got to do, every coach has to do at this point, is going to be pretty tricky. And because you recruit these guys, you want to develop them, and then, you know, you get an opportunity where guys are falling into their lap. I I really like the, the way that Saban hasn't, just been adding guys to add guys from other programs. He's been selective, meticulous, if you will, and surgical in that we have a very specific need. You will fit that need in this spot. And usually you look at it and you say, okay, this makes sense. And, and look, it's, it's a no brainer. Um, but it's, it's gotta be really, really tricky, especially with a position like wide receiver. Now, granted, they, they go three wide to start base in the starting lineup. You know, slot guy two, you know, uh, the X, the H, the, the, the Y, um, you know, whatever you want to call the terms. But it's, you know, egos get, start to, to, to come into play. Now, it's, it's easy for when he can say to say someone like um, with, with, the, with the wide receiver, say like Aaron Anderson, who was a freshman, you know, probably wasn't going to come in and start right away anyways. That, that's one thing. But, you know, these guys, they come in, they think they're going to be all everything at this level, and then they kind of find out that it doesn't quite work that way. Um, it's 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 tricky. It's very tricky. And that's why we were talking a little bit before about um, this, this guy that Bryce Young has been working with on California, supposedly Jordan Addison where if he came in, he's a known commodity, and you know that he can help the team. And that's got to be really tempting to save him, but he's got to balance that with these other guys. So like you mentioned, Christian Leary, the, the good thing about Christian Leary is that he's far enough along that regardless of what happens, he is going to be in the rotation, he's going to get catches, and he's still, you know, it, it, it's still a, you know it's a good fit. It's going to work kind of thing. But, you know, if, if these guys think that, they need to be, you know, the priority. That's why you see, say, somebody transferring go to Texas when it's they had shown promise, but they hadn't they hadn't, they hadn't done it not to the extent that they were um, they were starting. Okay, two part question for you, and you know I can never just have one question for you. Um, <laughs> okay, this story is up uh, on uh, on Bama Central, and uh, it's uh, by by Tony Sukulis, one of my former students, uh, who does a great job for you guys. He's really uh, really working hard and, and breaking news and doing a really wonderful uh, um, job for you. But uh, so here's a, here's a story up on Alabama freshman offensive lineman Dane Shore, who is uh, entering the transfer portal. Uh, he was recruited as a three star, six foot five, three oh eight, and um, he's from uh, Alpharetta, Georgia. Is this just? I mean the the. The easy sort of analysis of this is he just looked around and said, "Oh, I, I'm not going to get playing time here," and and move on. But <laughs> I, I have a feeling it's much much more uh, nuanced and complicated than that. You know, I, I I probably should admit this, but every year when we do National Signing Day, I always kind of scan the list and be I kind of like, okay, who's going to be the first guy to go? It, and that's terrible. I shouldn't do that. But, and, and I never, I never tell anyone really, you know, like there's my guy for this year. Um, 
Soro is my guy this year. It's it's this was a guy. It's I was kind of like, if if he ends up staying here the whole time, I'll be shocked. And I mean, he didn't even make it through. He made it through the first semester, which you know what? If if you come and you find out it's not for you, and, and it, it, I can't really say that you know I anyone should really have a problem with that, especially with the way the rules are right now. I mean, um, that's just the way that it's going to work, though. Is it possible that coaches are kind of telling him behind the scenes, not in direct language, but indirectly, like, uh, you know, it could be tough for you to get onto the field? I'm sure he's hearing it. I'm sure he's hearing it from all over the place, including, you know, parents and, and so forth. I mean, he's he's one of those guys, he was a project. He It would have taken him a couple of years easily, you know, to have a shot at the at, at the starting lineup. And then he's playing guard where, uh, you know, it's, you got some guys who could play tackle that are playing guard at Alabama. And uh, yeah. that's not going to change. And, I mean, they had something like 15 guys on the offensive line um, after after signing day and all that, and uh, the odds of them keeping all fifteen are pretty much none. You know, and and that's like okay, so, we keep saying that's just the way it is nowadays. You know, and and so finally in, in the story by uh, Tony that's up on Bama Central, he he notes that Alabama has had fourteen scholarship players transfer, and uh, among those. This is where I really want to know who's going to have the biggest impact for their new team. So you got Javon Baker, wide receiver, now at Kentucky, Marcus Banks, uh, DB at Mississippi State. You got Billingsley. We know his talent level. Maybe Billingsley and Ajayi Hall could be roommates down in uh, Austin. That would be interesting. But you got Jaleel Billingsley uh, at, at Texas, uh, Jackson Bratton, linebacker uh, here in Birmingham at UAB, Tommy Brown, offensive lineman going to Colorado. I think that's a name to keep an eye on. Uh, Caden Clark, tight end, going to Akron, and then Ajayi Hall going to Texas. Of those players, who do you think next year oh, – yeah, go ahead, Matt. Drew Sanders. Did you throw him in there? Uh, I did not. I should have. Just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, I mean, Texas is cleaning up on Alabama players. Uh, yeah, I, well, okay, I, I'll answer the question. Drew Sanders is going to have the biggest impact. But of the players that I just mentioned. <laughs> okay, other than Drew Sanders, there's, <laughs> yes, there's the question. Yeah, other than, uh, other than the obvious uh, that I – was uh, blanking on uh, of the players I just mentioned. Who, who do you think will have the biggest impact next year? Yeah, you kind of took my guy because um, <laughs> I was all set to answer that one. You know, it's it's funny when you look at some of these. It's, you have some guys who are leaving because um, you know, like Shane Lee's a good example. Shane Lee's a good good player, but he just doesn't quite fit what Alabama's defensive scheme is any any longer and. You know, I, I think he could do okay at, at USC, but it's it's if I'm an opponent, I'm going to try to get a receiver behind him left and right. You know, just because that's not the strength of his game. Yeah. Um, and I really, I, I really hope he does well. With uh, so it's not like I'm trying to, you know, I, I'm trying to pick favorites here or anything like that. Drew Sanders, obviously. I, I, I got to say, uh, I, if I can just interrupt, I, I only got half the list. I don't know why I didn't get the rest of the list. So Shane Lee, linebacker, USC. You just mentioned. Um, let's see, 
just put my glasses somewhere so I can't even read this. Uh, King um, Mutaka. I don't know. Linebacker at Ohio or Arkansas I can just hear State. Hear you say his name again. Uh, Pierce Quick. Uh, offensive line Georgia Tech. Drew Sanders, linebacker Arkansas. Paul Tyson, interesting. Uh, quarterback Arkansas State. Uh, Kamara Wheaton, running back SMU, and Xavier Williams, wide receiver Utah State. So uh, just throw this in, those into the mix as well. Just a name or two that sticks out to you, and then we we got to go to break. Yeah, sure. Uh, Jamon Baker, wide receiver, Kentucky. I think that that could be a you know he, he's going to have a chance to make some strides. Kamara Wheaton's, you know, granted he he suffered a, a an injury at Alabama, really didn't do much, but LSU like or excuse me SMU likes to um, run the football. He's really talented. That's probably the guy I circle on the list. How about, do you think, uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but uh, I, I'm certainly rooting for Paul Tyson uh, out at Arizona State. Uh, I think uh, it was admirable of him to come to Alabama, being the great-great-grandson of Bear Bryant, and uh, it's just tough to get on the field as a starting quarterback at Alabama when the guy in front of you wins the Heisman Trophy. Um, how do you think Paul <laughs> will uh, will do out at, at Arizona State? I, you know, I think he's going to do pretty well. Um, the thing, I, I love the coach. I like Herm. I, I know, I, I know they've had problems left and right, but right now he's top in the depth chart, and so you know, I'm pulling for him. You know, it's it that would it, it, college football the way that it goes now. We get these Pac-12 games so late, and you know, we when we're working, we can't really watch any games during the whole day, and then I might get home. And turn on the late Pac-12 game. I'd love to see sit there and watch Paul Tyson late night Saturday nights over and over again. I want to flip the question and see who you think is going to be the most impactful transfer coming to Alabama. We'll do that on the other side <laughs> of this break. This is Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic 
Chiropractic and Wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at Williford Chiropractic and Wellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Let her owe. There you go, Lord. Let it play. This is uh, whenever I would be walking up Amsterdam Avenue from <laughs> get, get to about 97th Street and make it up to my place on 116th. It's like, you just hear this nonstop. Tequila. Oh, we ought to play that one, too. But that's way before you, Chris's time. Okay. Incoming through the portal. Alabama, Nick Saban, once again, absolutely making hay. Um, you just uh, you mentioned uh, Tyler Harrell. But before him, there was Eli Ricks, question mark, uh, Burton, Gibbs, and Steen. Of those, who do you think will contribute the most? You know, it's, <laughs> it's A, it's really weird that you're asking this because I was writing, I was thinking about this last night. I was writing something and trying to pick between the these guys who are either here or coming here 
on who's going to make the biggest impact, it's it's just about impossible to do because they're all going to have the opportunity to make a big impact. Um, Tyler Steen is probably going to start the fall practice schedule at left tackle. That's huge. Eli Ricks is in line to probably start a cornerback. That's huge. Um, let's see here. Uh, Harold, yeah, it's probably going to start. Uh, Burton, probably going to start. And here's the thing. I think it might be the guy who I think might not start, <laughs> which is Gibbs, um, Gibbs. The, the running back yeah. out of Georgia Tech. The kid's outstanding, but the thing is, I think they want to use him as sort of a select weapon and move him around and make him almost impossible to defend that way and use I, – I kind of like Trey Sanders as the every down back and then backed up by the the two guys who suffered knee injuries last year who are both very, very good. But from what I saw just alone on A-Day, you get this kid the ball in space. He's got the chance to do something special. I don't want that – if I'm Nick Saban, I don't want him to be the grinder. I want him to be the, hey, we're going to put him someplace that you don't expect and good luck trying to stop him kind of guy. What did you see out of uh, Trey Sanders, uh, both from your reporters? I know it's practice time is very limited. I don't even know if actually they can watch practice anymore. But uh, just from uh, from the A-Day and from your own reporting, your reporters reporting, uh, where is Trey Sanders right now? Is he back to a hundred? He's 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 looking good. He's um, you know I don't know if we're ever going to see the exact same player because of the the injuries that he had. Um, just because they you know they can take a toll, but he, he's close. He's really close. Um, and you know last year he played didn't didn't have a setback. I think that's huge for his confidence. I, yeah, I like him. And here's the thing: it's it's like you could take. Four people on my staff put us all in the room, have this argument, and you could have three or four different answers on how they're going to use Trey Sanders and and what would be best for him. But he has definitely worked his way back up. It you know he's up up the depth chart. I mean, they had to rely on him a lot last year. You know, when they had so many injuries. I mean, they had almost they had really no one else behind Brian Robinson. Um, so I, yeah, I, I like him. Uh, he's going to be a big part of the offense. Is he the, quite the player that he was before? We're going to have to wait and see, but eh, I don't know. Who do you think, Lars? I mean, I, I guess we've gone back and forth on this. I, personally, I, th- I think it's probably, I agree with Chris, it's going to be Gibbs, even though he might not be listed number one on the depth chart. I, just to be a little bit different, I'm going to go with Steen. Uh, as somebody who can be uh, an, an anchor and a, a steadying influence on that offensive line. I mean, it's hard to say because he's not here yet, but uh, I think Tyler Steen has uh, sort of all the intangibles that you look for in uh, in, in, a, in a leader coming, uh, coming from Vanderbilt. Uh, reminds me of, uh, oh gosh, Chris, you're going to have to help me with the name of the center uh, who is uh, from Florida State transfer. Dalcourt or uh, no, uh, 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 Dickinson, right? Uh, yeah, Landon Dickinson. Uh, Landon Dickerson. Bad. I was going. Yeah, crying. Landon Dickerson. Uh, and what an impact he had. And uh, I'm not saying Tyler Steen's going to do that same thing, but uh, I, I think he can play at a high level. And also Eli Ricks. 
I mean, you look at mock drafts already, Chris, and some have him as a top 15 pick. And, uh, and, and I think Ricks is very much aware that this is his year. This is his opportunity. This is his chance to really impress. Not The thing is, if you impress Coach Saban uh, by transitive property, you are impressing every single coach in the NFL. Right, because they all know that uh, sort of uh, that indirectly, Coach Saban is Rick's uh, position coach, and uh, everything that I've heard uh, from you know my 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 folks tell me that Eli Ricks and yes, there is the, the this off the field issue, and that is significant that has to be addressed. But uh, and, and there may be a suspension of some sort. I have no idea. But um, I, I do think Eli Ricks, when it's all said and done, could have a massive impact on this Alabama team. Well, are you going to throw in his direction? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, so, I'm not, so not going to drive in his direction. What? I know that. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. Okay. So who's the other corner? Who are you going to go after? Right. So who's going to be starting opposite Ricks? Kool-Aid. Well, you, you got Kool-Aid. Yeah, okay, so, and <laughs> do you really want to go after him all day? Uh, I nope. think I'd rather go after him than Riggs. Yeah. And this is going to be. just got more experience. This, you know, I want to get on this, uh, get into this on the other side, and Matt thinks I'm asking too many questions. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, this, things this, we this, talk about during the break this, don't this, always belong but, but on this, the air. Uh, sorry. Oh, I thought uh, I thought it all I was. I don't just, know if it uh, did or not. That shows you how much I pay attention. Um, <laughs> just does this Alabama defense, just on paper, have the potential to be? Uh, you know, you hate to say Saban's best, but maybe one of Saban's best. Let's get into that question on the other side, Chris. How about or Chris, Matt? Man, this good is, radio. Yeah. No, no, I'm serious. Good tease. Good tease. That's exactly what we're going to do, and then we'll finish it off with what we're going to call from now on, Chris. Walsh's choice. All right. Uh, Bam Insiders, Chris Walsh is with us. Jay Barker Show, Lars, Matt, back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A summer-like afternoon, partly sunny with only a small chance of a shower through the evening hours. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 67. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Showers and thunderstorms are likely. Storms could be strong to severe. The high, 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. How many movies and sitcoms this song has been in? Been quite a few. Wrapping up the Jay Barker Show, Matt Coulter along with Lars Anderson and Chris Walsh. Do you know how um, uh, uh, Pee Wee Herman, he did that little dance? Yeah. Is that dance similar to like what Chase McDaniel and all the guys do when they score a touchdown? All the wide receivers? Wow. 
What a bizarre question. I will toss that one to Chris Walsh. Is that it? My, my son Somehow, is do- Pee Wee Chris, Herman. Chris, my good. son is doing that dance. And I, I, I don't even know the name of it. Uh, but he, they're all, uh, all of uh, his um, uh, uh, teammates on the baseball team, if they get one hit, they get to first base, they're doing that dance. You're talking about the floss? No, where they, they-, go, they go like that and then back like that. Chris, you know what I'm talking about, right? I think you should go on the, before the camera and uh, demonstrate it for everyone. No, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We've got plenty of room here. Uh, okay, I'm going to find it. This is you, yeah. you find, I'll, Our producers will find oh, it. You the, will be the up gritty, on the screen. The gritty, the, the gritty. The gritty? I don't even know. I know my kids know it. My grandkids know it. But, uh, Gosh. The, the gritty. I remember when the gritty. this was probably three or four or five years ago that uh, my eldest grandson would do that floss thing. And they, they did it at a lot of ball games, and they would end up on the camera. But anyway. Uh, Chris, uh, I'm just going to table every sports issue we've got. And I want to throw it to you. What's on your mind? What's funny? Uh, yeah. If you want to go political, you can. Uh, no. If, if no, you want to talk about okay, – good. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you want to talk about the new Bonnie show, and Clyde. Consider, oh, our, our, consider the show a blank – canvas and you can put the paint wherever you want and you can start oh, with your man. dog <laughs> you can start with feeding us uh martinis and barbecue First but, uh, combination like that I yeah remember. i mean it, it was beautiful it was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful it was a life-changing night over at chris's house <laughs> bama played played like dogs Anyway, I mean, really, is it family, friends, neighborhood? You, you got somebody bothering you? You got somebody we need to go talk to? You um, made a really good investment? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, while we've been talking, it's um, I've been uh, actually I, I'm the president of the Alabama Sports Writers Association, and we're celebrating our 50th anniversary. And when we've been on the uh, when we've been on ads during breaks, um, I'm putting together the ballot that I'm about to send out uh, as soon as we wrap up here for the voting for the athletes of the year um, at that that uh, for this year. And just it's pretty amazing how it, every year when I look at, at at these ballots, I'm just pretty much in awe of like how incredible the athletes in this state. Uh, do and you know like i'll give you an example you know like amateur the the amateur athlete of the year award if you would ask me a month ago who's going to win you know bryce young wins the heisman that's usually you know kind of a slam dunk but the other names on the ballot are just incredible and including you know uh lee the the auburn gymnast uh um, tanner allen the baseball player from mississippi state who is originally from from mobile montana fouts is on it uh, Paige Madden, who led Virginia to the NCAA championship in swimming, um, it, it's just—it's an amazing place to be for 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 sports. Even though we don't have any pro teams, except for the USF, USFL, we have a whole league now. But um, that's what's on my mind. Oh, it, it's amazing, and that's not recent. Jesse Owens, Henry. Mm-hmm. Aaron. Um, 
You see, what's Alabamians on Damians had been have been noted as athletes for what's before on, what, I was what's born. What's on your mind right now, Matt Coulter? Oh, trying to figure out how much time I've got to get to my house, go to the bank, <laughs> pick up a bill, <laughs> and then still make Cinco de Mayo at five. Is that, is that good? Oh, that's yeah, right. It's fascinating yeah, radio. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> it's gold, Jerry. It's gold. <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys celebrate the uh, May the Fourth Fourth be with you? Yeah, it's uh, it happens to be my son's birthday, and uh, so oh, Lincoln geez. was in here. Uh, he uh, wait I, a minute. I got you him didn't name school. him Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I. I know. I, 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 I whiffed on that one. Uh, I got him out of school like 1030. Uh, I went and got him some lunch and uh, I brought all the birthday presents into the studio. He opened them up while Matt and I were doing the show. He was just having so much fun. Till he then, ran out. And then, uh, yeah, he did run out. And then uh, we went over to Top Golf, and we played top, we played golf for about two hours. And and, and Jay and his his uh, sons uh, joined me, and and Lincoln and I over there. And Lincoln just had so much fun. I mean, hey, when when you get pulled out of school as a first grader, it's going to be a good day no matter what. And uh, I'm always going to be that dad who is going to pull his kid out of first grade for his birthday. Um, Chris. I want to congratulate you on the 50 print journalists that you did as president. Yeah, uh, what a great list. Right. It was just really good. And I could tell by some of the posts I read that uh, some of your selections, these guys, I think they all really, really appreciated it. But there are a few that, I mean, it, it, it came from the heart. and uh, They were deeply honored, and you did a great job. Uh, thanks. It's... Um... Uh, you know, to, putting that together was pretty amazing. And um, when the selection committee met, um, you know, it was, I, I probably shouldn't shouldn't divulge this, but it was it, it it was it was incredible to watch them in action, especially with like you know, okay, what about this person? What about this person? And the first thirty, forty guys, I mean, Whoa. just it was easy. Final 10 was well, cool. I appreciate so. that. I'll bet. Chris, thank you. We're Thanks, out of time. Chris. Talk to you next week. Hi, this is Wes McCall.